This episode of H&S Ranch Radio is brought to you by Peanut, the best gosh darn dog in the whole wide world. Here at the H&S Ranch, we like to take it easy. Yep. Take our time. Because we're on a slow boat to China, Grove, Texas. All right. And the boat's hitched up to one of those Ford Deluxe F Troop 5000s. The sky sky is blue and big and blue, and during the day the sun is shining. And the road goes on forever. So don't worry if you got to stop to ask for directions on that kind of road. Because when you stop and you ask for directions, you head in the direction of the present tense. Anyway, we recognize not all of you have it so easy, no time to spare, bills to pay, you got trains to catch, so as a courtesy to those busy subscribers who enjoy the show, as all of you do, um, but don't have enough time to listen, here's this week's episode at a fast pace. This is a fast version. All right. Okay, there you have it, the fast take. Now, those of you who, like us, like to take their time and and live their lives, um, um, here we go. Join us on another slow-swaying, sweet-tea-sippin' back-porch-sittin' episode of the H&S Ranch coming upon summer and I'm getting ready and one thing I sure do enjoy in the summer are treats and I enjoy my summer treats like a sweet tooth oh I definitely have a sweet tooth so my summer treats are watermelon lemonade Mm. what kind of treats do you like I like uh, sweet tea sometimes I don't really have a sweet tooth, though. I do have a summer tooth, though. Um, the other weekend, I just didn't feel like drinking hot coffee. And it really disturbed me greatly. Because I thought, what, I, I don't like coffee anymore? I realized it's really, really hot outside. So I got some tea. And that little bit of sugar in the sweet tea, I know it's not healthy. I couldn't drink as much of that as I do the the, the black medicine there, but... When I do drink it, that little bit of sugar gives me an extra boost to push me into the rocket launch into the summer atmosphere. I do like hot food in the summer. Do you remember during our honeymoon, 
when we were in the desert, I forgot which desert we visited, like three deserts. And I had at least three. I had hot coffee. And it was the best feeling in the world to have hot coffee in the middle of the desert. And I love hot soup. I like spicy foods in the summer too. Then you had a sunstroke, though. Is that what they call them? Heat stroke. I like uh, I like cold treats as well. I like popsicles. And did you know actually that the uh, the popsicle was actually invented by a kid? No way. Oh, yeah, it was invented by a... Implemented? Invented by a kid named Francis William Epperson, also known as Frank. And he invented the popsicle when he was 11 years old. Frankie. Yep. Oh, Frank. He, uh, he, it was an accident. He had uh, some, like, Kool-Aid or something, and he left it outside. Whoops. And it froze overnight because it was very cold. And then he was like, oh, I, I, I invented the, uh, the Epsicle. He called it the Epsicle. And, uh, and then actually when he got older, his children said, how about you just, let's call it the Popsicle. Why is that? Why does kids say that? Pop. Was this the same? It was like the Dadsicle, but Popsicle, you know, Dadsicle. But, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, um, you know, some summer treat inventions. I have one. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Well, I was thinking of, you know, I invented this pill that you can take. Uh, it's an um, anti-brain freeze pill. And you just take it, uh, you take it 24 hours before you're going to have your your frozen treat or like your popsicle or say frozen yogurt on the boardwalk or and you know i'm still working out the kings because it's 24 hours in advance 24 hours that's like a whole day yeah so you have to plan out your summer treats and if you're you know if you're prone to brain freeze and you eat frozen treats really fast then i recommend just taking it daily but if you're prone to spot okay then you can just stay spontaneous and always be prepared um, do you have, you know, a summer invention? Well, I don't really have, I don't really get brain freeze. You don't get brain freeze. Like all the others, but I do have, wow. a, I, I want to pick your brain a little bit. Oh, I do have a brain trick. You have a brain trick? I have a brain trick. Do tell. Yeah. So, uh, What's your brain trick? It's a little bit of pantomime, but I'll try to do some voices too. All right, look at this. Okay, I guess I'll narrate. He's he's tilting his head, and he's moving his hands back and forth in coordination. Cleaning out my brain. With that is sick. Some. No, let's. Uh, we're gonna cut to commercial. If someone approaches you to play good socks, bad socks, just say no. It's a new game on the streets, and you can't win.
public service announcement is brought to you by Little Arms and Little Legs. Wagner's Pianos. Come get your teeth knocked out. out there that may not know we uh ranch radio is actually located in in south texas and uh it's we're coming upon summer and it's not quite summer yet but we are already in the in the hundreds so we got triple digits down here in the temperatures and it's pretty gosh darn hot sometimes i just feel like I'm at the beach, but in a parking lot. Sometimes I feel like I'm at the beach, but in a hot car, the broken down AC. Sometimes I feel like a beach and I'm just a wild dog. And I'm the beach and I'm the dog and it's the dog days of summer. You know, um, actually, you know why they, they call it dog days of summer? Well, here's my theory. Is, uh... The uh, the star Sirius, it's the dog star. It's the brightest star in the constellation of Canis Major. And that is the constellation that you see during the summertime. Dog days of summer. Mm. That's my theory. That's your theory? Yeah. You got any other theories? Like choices, you know, counterpoint to your Well, one theory. theory that I have is that... Um, well, I have a prediction, I guess. I predict that we're going to have 100 days of 100-plus weather, 100-degree weather down here in South Texas. That's I my think, prediction. I think much like the city of San Antonio is celebrating its tricentennial, 300, I think we're going to have 300 days of 300 degrees. I think we're going to have... This year. How hot do you think it'll get? Like, how hot? How hot do you think it would be to be in the mouth of a dog star? Looking down. I don't know how hot that star is. Um, They have telescopes and lasers that can measure the heat of stars. Can you go blind looking at a hot star through a telescope? You know how they tell you not to stare at the sun? You'll go blind. Well, tell yeah. Well, yes, definitely. Because telescopes, they're actually magnifiers, so it's a magnified light going straight into your eye. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Oh wow! Do you think that some of those uh, fellows, like Galileo, and that's why they, that's why you have to look kind of down off to the side when you're looking in a telescope. Do you think people? You kind of have to like not look directly. 
No, I'm just making that up. Like you can, playing it you cool? Can, you, can, <laughs> you can look at stars yeah. and telescopes. So they're not just playing it cool with sideways. They're looking up. They're looking up. They're trying to act like they're not scientists their eyes and are they're in just their, cool guys. Their eyes are in the clouds, in their dreams. Their dreams are bigger than the dog days of summer here on Earth because oh, they're looking boy. to the dog days of summer on the dog star of the universe. I bet that Galileo's bug eye, he had a bug eye, and that was a telescope eye. Why do they call it bug eye? a very common summer animal that you know a, a lot of times it gets bad rap uh, people think they're very unpleasant mosquitoes but mosquitoes are quite interesting i mean they've been around for millions of years at 30 million years and they just keep trucking and you know there there's some interesting things about mosquitoes they're kind of an interesting summer animal like uh like in what way? Well, you know, they they uh not only have survived uh a many great great uh wars and tribulations and epic sagas of the world almost coming to an end with uh the dinosaurs and all that extinction, they outlived that. But also, you know, They've uh, they've taken down great people as well. They they can take down kings, and uh, queens, and take down armies, and and take down just a whole population. They've uh, like Alexander the Great, right? Mm. They think he died from West Nile virus from a mosquito bite. And they can. They're take powerful. Down. Small but mighty. Yeah, they can take things down. Off the wall. Off the coat rack, they can wear your coat and pretend they're you. Some kind of little rascals, ruse. Everyone thinks it's you. I would take a swarm of mosquitoes to hold up a jacket. Well, they can take it. They can take it or leave it, but they're not going to leave it because they're not going to leave it alone. Have you ever seen a mosquito that wants something? When a mosquito wants something, it's going to get it. If it wants to wear your suit and pretend it's you all day and... Ruin your whole life and make your neighbors what? mad at you and all, and wearing your with its, huh? with its uh, big hibiscus and is what is what's the nose called? The nose thing, the suckling nose. Uh, Summer animals. Uh, and then there's ants. Proboscis? There's ants, um, and they have teeth. That if you if you they're actually they're a different proportion. Uh, but they're the same. They're Actually, exactly the same as horse teeth. Um, if you I, magnified. I think, yeah, you're right. It is a proboscis. They have probo- uh, proboscis. If you took no, I said hibiscus. I know. I, I was, was thinking wrong. about the mosquitoes. I was completely wrong. You yeah, just corrected proboscis. me. But I wasn't sure if they had one. But yeah, I think I you're right. They do. A very well, thin one. But that, the, that punctures your skin, actually. And the mosquitoes help though too. Do you know? 
You know about how they help? Because the dinosaurs wouldn't have been brought back if it wasn't for the mosquitoes. So the mosquito provides a gateway. About? The mosquito was. What are you talking than... about? Bringing back the dinosaurs. I've got your tree of the week over here. This week, your tree is the Texas red oak, also known as buckley oak. The scientific name for that tree was formerly known as Corcus texana and recently changed in the last couple of years to Texas buckleyi. So I'll give you some of the specs for this tree. Uh, It gets to about 30 to 80 feet high, and it has a, a spread of 25 to 50 feet. So this tree is a very good tree for uh, coverage over streets. Some other specs, it is a deciduous tree, but what's interesting about this tree is it actually keeps the leaves in the winter. So some may fall off, but most of the leaves are gonna stay on there. And of course, as you could tell with the name, red, the leaves will turn red and orange, so it's a very showy tree. Um, And as you know, it is an oak, so you are going to get acorns, just uh, you're forewarned right there. So, and it's pretty, it's pretty disease resistant for the most part, and it also uh, is pretty drought resistant. The tolerance is actually usually categorized as a high tolerance of drought resistance, and so it it makes for a very good tree in Texas. It typically grows between San Antonio and Dallas. So uh, that's it. That's your tree of the week. Hey, remember when we were talking about summer animals earlier? We didn't talk about wasps and we didn't talk about caterpillars. We talked about mosquitoes, but we didn't talk about caterpillars. You know, there's some uh, there's some other. Um summer animals as well that i forgot about wasps and caterpillars caterpillars are very cute too they're cute they're very cute what why oh inchworms are popular in the summer as well inchworms are very cute i love the way they move what's an inchworm an inchworm is a <clears throat> a small little green worm. It's about an inch long, and uh, it uh, kind of created that phrase, that catchphrase, "inching along." And uh, he kind of makes a little arch when he scoots along, and uh, he's very famous. He's been in a lot of. Uh, mm, cartoons and stuff and movies and he's a very famous guy the inchworm
next, we've got our Texas business concepts. Let's get to business. At this point in our show, we have our Texas business concepts segment. And this week, we are going to talk about the Frito Company which was founded by Charles Elmer Doolin, who was uh, living out of San Antonio, Texas, when he first began his company. He began with a series of purchases. He first purchased a corn chip recipe from a man working out of a gas station who made chips out of corn rather than tortillas. As tortillas staled, Doolin... uh, began to think about investments in in corn after he saw this man selling these fried corn chips. And they were called Fritos, which meant um, little fried things. So he purchased this recipe from this man in this gas station, and he also bought a handheld potato ricer, and he bought um, some of the retail accounts from this man who sold these corn chips for about a hundred dollars and he borrowed this money from his mother so he began his corn chip business at this point the frito company and he did this out of his mother's home in her kitchen and he worked alongside his mother and some other family members to produce um the the product so it was definitely a home business and um the Fritos could be purchased for about five cents a bag. And um, he began to really increase his productivity with the development of a, a hammer press. So at this point, he began production lines uh, working out of Houston and Dallas. And um, then the headquarters moved to Dallas, really great city to have headquarters for businesses. There are a lot of businesses up there as well as in Plano. And um, the the Frito Company in 1937 opened a uh, laboratory for research and development, and they began to expand into um, potato chips and sandwiches and peanuts and stuffs of of the like. Uh, They also expanded into pork skins and other types of uh, fried snacks. In 1945, Mr. Doolin partnered with H.W. Lay, who was also manufacturing chips in another state, and together they created Frito-Lay. And after that, it that's, that's all there was to it. Today, Fritos can really be enjoyed, especially by, by Southerners and Texans, because of our wonderful recipes that we have for them, including Frito pie, which is one of my favorites. And uh, you can add the the beans and chips to a variety of foods like hot dogs and hamburgers. So uh, it's a really great treat. All right, so there you have it, our business concept for the week, Frito Company. You know, honey... You, uh, you're, you're talking very strange, and, um, I'm just, a, I'm just a little concerned, I'm just a little concerned, because you've been working outside all day, 
and and one of the signs of heat exhaustion is uh is confusion and i'm just a little concerned because you are talking very strange i'm not gonna lie thinking about these days of summer dog or not has really got me turned around and even though now we're inside and the night has cooled down a little bit and the sun has disappeared somewhere I still feel like the artificial light is that artificial that's real light that's official light up there they're looking down on us in the top down lighting it feels like a hot burning sun I still feel like I'm out there at high noon wearing my chaps sticks chapstick on my lips so my lips don't get parched yeah, see, that's another bad sign. If 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 you are dehydrated, your your lips will be chapped. You feel fatigue, nausea, headache, thirsty, feeling cramps, you know, drenched in sweat, dizzy. Those are all signs of heat exhaustion. Well, what are some ways that I can prevent the and our listeners who might be going through the same thing? Make sure you take lots of breaks in the shade. Make sure you're you're dressed appropriately, wearing sunscreen, uh, drinking lots of water, of course. Um, you want to make sure that you're sweating. When you stop sweating, that means you're on your way to heat stroke. But uh, you want to make sure that you're hydrated, especially with electrolytes. So not just drinking water straight the whole time. And uh, yeah, I mean, you want to lay down in a cool place once you start feeling heat exhaustion because uh, you don't want it to turn into heat stroke. Where do you find electrolytes? You also want to rest on your back and uh, you want your your legs to be a little bit more elevated uh, from your heart. So air conditioning, shady spot, get some water and electrolytes and lay down. Those are great tips, honey. I think that I'm going to follow your advice here and try to lay out straight and flat and under this big, big beaming sun sky of deck to things and skies. All right, let's take a little break so you can rest up. Folks, that does it for another episode of Ranch Radio. Stay cool as the summer approaches. Enjoy those treats. And uh, remember, you have the power to make memories this summer. <laughs>